Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman. I'm here today with Marina Hansen. We are talking about a couple of the pictures that are going up on Instagram, at Billy Newman. You can check out Marina at Marina Rose Alice. And we had, yeah, a few of them going up in the last couple of days. You've done some photo stuff, too. I have, yeah. I went on a little trip recently to a wildlife refuge nearby. Uh, it was, was pretty cool. rainy. But yeah. it was fun. Uh, it was nice just being out, having my camera, taking some pictures. Yeah. It's hard to find stuff to take photos of during this time of year in the valley. Everything's pretty gray, pretty muddy. It's so muddy. Wet. It's been pretty really wet, too. Well, yeah, we had talked about that a little bit, how the flood had, or well, not flood, but the, there's been consistent rainfall for, seems like almost a few weeks in a way. But there's been at least enough heavy rain or enough inches accumulated that they're the, the water level has come up quite a bit. A lot of the ditches are full. A lot of these uh, flat, low-lying areas and open fields have turned into really big puddles that are having a hard time draining out. So it's kind of like mild flooding. But we are really seeing a good bit of water moving through the Willamette Valley right now. And you probably saw a bit of that while you were out at the Wildlife Refuge too. Yeah, I definitely did. There were uh, there are a lot of um, like small ponds out there, and those were yeah. all huge the area is already kind of like a wetland it is so it must be a you know a little lower it must be like an area where water water would naturally tend to gather and and especially like this when we have a long period of of a lot of rain all the collective square footage around that that would drain into that area yeah must lift that water level so fast or must change it you know really since it's already a wetland yeah (laughs) the rising rising tide of that's going to come up pretty quick and I've seen it where it comes up up into the road or up over the road in some spots. Yeah, that's how it was when I was there um, the other day. It was, uh, there's, um, I think it's Muddy Creek is one of the little creeks that goes through there or Muddy River. Um, I've seen it. And the little bridge that you, or one of the bridges at one of the entrances that you can go through, the water um, from that little river was almost going over the top of it. It was really full. Wow, really? Yeah, and there's also um, there's a gravel part of the road, or a pretty long stretch, I guess most of it is, but there's a, a real long stretch just uh, just before the entrance that's a long gravel road, and the, the whole, um, I guess, right-hand lane for the direction I was driving, that whole side of the road was just covered in water, and all of the, the side of the road was filled up. Yeah, I've seen that a few times in areas like that. I remember even in the springtime, there would be the the field that would be the the next door property to that road that you're talking right. about that goes into the wildlife refuge and even in the summertime or springtime like late april that would be filled with water still on yeah. the side it seemed like it would only take another inch or two to be lapped up over the side of the road i thought that was kind of <laughs> kind of a strange way that, that that was set up but but i remember that 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 area would would fill up with water pretty quickly it's interesting to hear what you're talking about well we saw like that area where the goats were when we drove by that area after you met me later for lunch and and that area still has a lot of water that won't drain out of it right yeah there are a lot of spots that seem to have held, just really held on to the water yeah there are a lot of properties that seemed to have little moats around them Ooh, <laughs> little moats yeah i saw that one on the drive where it, yeah it was kind of sinking down toward the house and the foundation uh, it freaked me out so much about a house like that there's That'd a big swamper in my house. I'd be trying to like pump that water back out or something. Yeah, I don't know I'd be what worried about. I'd be worried about my house getting. Yeah, no up. worries for these guys, I guess. 
but uh but yeah it was kind of cool we had a so we had a couple photos i wanted to talk about i guess the first photo was maybe to remind me of better times of weather <laughs> here in the willamette valley right now in late february it's kind of bleak it seems sometimes or there's a lot of rain a lot of mud but it's getting a little bit warmer sands today where it snowed a little bit <laughs> <laughs> when it's almost march uh but this photograph was taken uh that we're going to talk about first in i think like late april maybe of what 2014 or so i might give it that oh wow yeah, I think it was around that time. And I think this was on a drive up to Corvallis that we were making from Eugene to Corvallis. And there was this really cool uh, like storm cell that was passing over the Willamette Valley. We could see, and it, it looked like it was up further north of us toward, uh, I guess, toward Corvallis and Albany up in that section. And it's strange in the Willamette Valley because it's open enough and it's enough miles. It's a, it's a smaller kind of contained area, but it's wide enough and open enough that you can look out a number of miles and see a different piece of weather further away from you that you're not really experiencing. But I remember you could look out and you could see this like sort of storm system out there. And we drove closer to it. And this is as we got closer to it, you could see underneath it, there's a lot of, or there's a good bit of, of rain that was falling out of this system. And with the sunlight coming in across it, there was a, a rainbow that kind of connected the storm cell to the ground below it. And there was enough sunlight and stuff from, uh, from the surrounding atmosphere to kind of illuminate the grass and the trees and the clouds underneath as we were driving to Corvallis that evening. But this was a cool photo. I like this one. I like this one a lot. I think it looks like a really pretty scene. The grass looks so green and full. It does look full. Yeah, it was one of those, the, the full lush look of uh, that nice growing period in April and yeah. spring when it, it seems like everything's really new and really fresh. It definitely was that, that time of year, uh, which was pretty cool. I remember... Well, yeah, I really liked this. And this is definitely in, in a phase of the, the photos I was trying to make very surreal or kind of layer in more surreal elements to it that seem like something that you don't often see or experience. That was what I was going for a bit in it. So things are pushed in some ways, but it also was the intention to kind of capture it in a way that would feel a little bit more surreal or dreamlike. Maybe. Yeah, I, don't know. I like that a lot. I think that's... A good representation of how things look sometimes too. Oh, I do too. I mean, with yeah. lighting, you can you can get some really surreal, dreamy, beautiful I think moments, and yeah, sometimes you do have to push it a little bit in your editing to make it look like it did in real life. Yeah, yeah. And I really like this photo. I like the soft, pretty look that it has to it, but it also has like a, I guess the blacks in it look really nice. Oh, so yeah. the colors are like are really bold, but they're not overly saturated or anything yeah i think as i look at it i think i tried to desaturate the green in the lawn a little bit or mm -hmm. make it a little bit darker and i know it, actually maybe i didn't and i think it, it's just vignetting that goes around the whole image and and the effect of the vignetting on the grass is a little bit of a, a i guess desaturation mm -hmm. and limiting of the exposure and up at the top you see and the clouds, those probably pushed out in the original version of the photograph to a much more bright white look in the exposure. And I probably tried intentionally to use uh, to use the the vignette tool to bring down the con or bring out the contrast and pull out the darks in in the cloud and bring out some of that structure in the cloud of the storm cell above it. So it's kind of made it look a little bit dark on the top and on the bottom too. 
But I like this one. There's another one I think that was in a series close to this one that I, that I thought was pretty cool too. Uh, maybe it was from like the same same drive. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I should probably post that one. See how that one fits together. Maybe I, that's what I should do with that new Instagram tool. Oh, see yeah. That the, swipe, the swiping to the side. Yeah, we've seen it for a little while. While uh, we've been going through and seeing the sponsored posts. You know, as we go through and we look at the, you know, what is it? Every 10 posts now on Instagram is a sponsored post. Have you oh, seen I hadn't seen that. Yeah, really? Are you sure it's for everyone? Yeah, no, it's been like that for a long time that uh, that uh, that many, many of the pieces of content that you're seeing in Instagram are going to be sponsored pieces, like they're ad- advertisements, you know, or, you know, it's for some, some other type of thing. Uh, but I think it's been going in around every 10 or 20 pieces I mean, every 10 or 20 things on Instagram is uh, is some kind of advertisement piece. It's normally actually pretty well related to us or our type of things. So a lot of times you're still just going to see some outdoor co brand content. Yeah. Uh, or sometimes you still see razors or file your taxes here. But for a long time, their advertising product, their professional product had the ability where you could swipe left, you know, or, or and and get get some more photos or get some more content or go to a link was uh was sometimes what it was oh i've seen that the ones where you that lead you to a link yeah and i think that uh there's a, a handful of professional content or there's there's a professional instagram account now there's a personal instagram account there's all sorts of things instagram's expanded a ton but the new feature which is cool is that yeah now we can finally do that for all accounts where we can set up a slideshow of a few pictures to put together. I was thinking of trying to put together like a stack of different galleries or not galleries, but like, um, like what we were talking about. Like this a one. small portfolio of location maybe. Yeah. Of a location or of a time or maybe something sure. like that. Or, or yeah, whatever. Of rainbows. Category. Yeah. I could do something like that. Like do abstractions of the, of the category. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. So here's my top five rainbow photos. <laughs> I'll probably do, it. do that. I think I'm going to do it both though, because I think, see, like, if you think about it, you're going to limit the amount of exposure that each of those posts have, especially That's what I was thinking. unless the algorithm that the Instagram is now using has some way of, of lifting that content up to make it more important in the algorithm, but it's going to just be one piece of content instead of maybe the six photographs you could have posted with hashtags. So it seems like it's going to have to be something better maybe, or I don't know. I don't know how it'll work. Maybe it'll just be another, another way to kind of have content listed hey that's robert Cohen. hey <laughs> <laughs> i'll call him back in a few uh but yeah so we had uh, just a couple other photos to talk about i think the other image that we had outside of this one was a photograph of dave that's the other one that i posted i think on instagram maybe yesterday I'm yeah sure. I think so. pretty recently though uh but yeah it's an old photo of dave that we took on that uh eclipse trip in 2012 the one that we did down in northern california when we saw that annular eclipse Right. Uh, which is really cool. But on the drive back, we made a few stops. This one uh, was on State Line Road. It's this cool road along a wetland that's uh, like sort of south southeast of Klamath Falls, Oregon. But as you go along this, uh, this road, it's a real straight road that's uh, a division along the state line between this wetland area to your south and then to the north. And I think we took a handful of photos over there. Uh, when we pulled over kind of during a sunset. But I took this picture of Dave that I always thought was cool, this real low angle. Uh, and we kind of pretended he, he sort of threw his arm out like he was a hitchhiker. <laughs> and uh, and we took it. But the lighting for it was perfect, which made the, the photo cool. We kind of tried to set it up so that it looked 
it looked neat but uh but i remember we did a handful of those it was kind of fun so i was like that picture i put it up but it was a cool cool little character photo i like that one yeah that was a lot of fun i liked that trip. i liked that about that trip we did a, a few oh, different yeah. photos like that with our friends that were there yeah i that remember really that being cool. a great time oh, that was really cool i had a good time doing that trip we should uh get some stuff together for this next eclipse yeah this august oh, you gotta man. get something set up it's gonna come up fast it probably is yeah it seems like a long time now but it's gonna be so fun to see i'm really excited this is a total eclipse too a little different than the annular where it was still bright out but we could see the eclipse happen and we can see the ring around this one it's going to be a little different because the position of the the moon is a little different and we're going to see a total eclipse where it blocks out everything it's going to be so cool it's going to be so cool and so dark yeah august 21st august 21st we're gonna have to be prepped for it, Marina. Oh yeah, we're I'm really be excited. Eclipse to pros, though. I think we're gonna be the best. It's gonna be so fun. But yeah, we gotta get everything set up for that one. That would yeah. be cool. So the last photo uh, was a photograph. I guess it's kind of a different concept too. Yeah, this one was uh, another image. We took this in the high desert of Eastern California. I guess near the entrance, like that western entrance of Death Valley even though Death Valley is probably a long way from this spot. But I think this was in an area of the Alabama Hills yeah, near the Sierra Nevadas. And I'm pretty sure it was taken after the sun had set behind the Sierra Nevadas. But what was really cool was the way that the sun was reflecting this really bright copper color in the clouds above all across the sky. It was really cool how, how that was set up. But this really bright copper color up in the clouds above kind of reflected onto the sand with the sandstone that it would be out there, but on the sand and sandstone and sort of this tan landscape. And so you have this really bright, warm sort of gold tone or rust colored tone that was bouncing between the sky that was dark, but still well lit from the sun and illuminated into this bright copper color and the ground that was also this kind of copper color. So uh, kind of matched those, those two sort of color schemes up in this photograph, but it's of this really interesting kind of, not jagged rock, but it's sort of a lumpy kind of pieced together rock made out of sandstone that sort of uh, comes up to a point. And then the surrounding sky of that is this uh, copper purple color. That was kind of a fun photo. I liked that trip. I liked that trip so much. That was a really cool spot. Yeah. Very interesting landscape. It was such a cool spot. Photos. I like that area of the Alabama Hills a lot. That was a really fun time. In fact, I really want to go back out there. I want to I try and go there. Much. And I want to try and go to Joshua Tree. I'd love to go to Joshua Tree. I guess Yeah, I haven't been there. I think it's supposed to be kind of similar looking yeah. landscape. That's a bit of what I'd understood. And I think that's one of the the other the other national parks that we hadn't hit. But we, but yeah. we should go to, to that one and then do a few of the the ones left in Utah that we'd not gone to. Oh, yeah. Definitely. There's probably a few things within Arizona that would be interesting, or that, that sure. Southwest Utah, uh, Arizona section would be pretty interesting. I think so. I think we've got to make our plans. We got to make so many plans. <laughs> we got to do the eclipse. We got to do national park trips. Got to do a bunch of photo trips. Yeah, we got a ton to do. So, um, yeah, I think that's all the three photos I had to talk about. But yeah, thanks a lot for doing this little podcast with me, Marina. Thanks so much for having me on your show, Billy. I appreciate you recording these little podcasts in the studio. And I want to thank you for coming on. 
Thanks Thanks for having me. Um, So yeah, on behalf of Marina Hansen, my name is Billy Newman. And thank you very much, guys, for listening to this episode, episode 82 of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.